You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Round one, fight! Can't we do our own secret shows? All our shows are secret shows. And we have the tools, we have talent! You have to use so many cuss words. Let's go! Ooh, yeah! I was telling him I'm, I've got a Tron and Dragons layer on the way. Ooh. What? Yeah. The dragons? But like, nowhere to put them. <laughs> you know what? Just, yeah. I would love to have the dragons layer one, but... I gotta admit, I probably wouldn't enjoy playing it. I just want it there. Um, oh, really? On the loop attract screen. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they're not great. All right, Dragon's Lair 2, I love. I know a lot of people love. Mm-hmm. I can't say it's a great video game, um, but it's a great interactive animated 20-minute short film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and that's why they put a feature on it where you could just watch it play through. Yes. And, and it's pretty satisfying. I love the first one. I love the first Dragon's Lair. Yeah. I can play that one. There was a summer where I bought all those on like CD-ROM back in like 97. I bought those on CD-ROM. And when all my friends were playing like Command & Conquer on, at LAN parties, mm-hmm. I would bring my laptop or my PC over and I would just play Dragon's Lair like the whole time. And they're like, dude, don't you want to get in on some of this Command & Conquer? I'm like, no. no way. I'm saving a chick with some sexy tits. And, yeah. You know. Princess Daffy. <laughs> I, uh, I, the difference between that and when it was like in the arcade was you're not dropping a dollar to like figure yes. out how to play the game every time yes. that was my problem is i would exactly beg my mom for a small amount of stack of quarters and then like a third of them went to dragons there oh let me try oh, again sure. the third, and i'm like hi mom i need more quarters she's like nope sit down you're done yeah. <laughs> really was, expensive tutorial yeah. that was friday nights my dad's bowling league uh where they had dragon's lair the indiana jones and the temple of doom arcade yes. machine and then like robocop arcade And that was where, like, my quarters went into those machines so fast. They used to make fun of me because, like, if if we could make it through a night and I didn't have to go back to my dad for more quarters, like, it was a good (laughs) night. successful. But usually it was, like, within two frames I was back with, like, hand out, like, more, please. Uh, Yeah, dude. (laughs) Dragon's Lair and Indy is just, like, it just it rings of a certain era. I'm a little bit younger than you guys, so I'm, like, but I'm close so, like, mine were Turtles in Time and the Simpsons games, like any of those side-scrolling yes. beat-em-up ones. Like, oh, those yeah. are the ones that I just poured a ton of. The Simpsons, I had, like, the second-to-last boss was always where I got. It was just the time of it that then my mom would come up and be like, okay, we're leaving. And I'm uh, like, no, there's, like, one more level. She's I like, no. Nope. Gotta finish it. She had no sympathy for video games. <laughs> <laughs> we had it timed because uh, in my local HEB, there was a Ninja Turtles, the four-player one, uh, up front. Uh, and so my friends and I had figured out it takes about 20 minutes to beat that game if you're good um and i I do remember on occasion it would be like okay after school bring five dollars a quarters we're beating turtles notes getting sent uh, around class like (laughs) top secret important meet me at the uh, heb yeah (laughs) no but it was fun and uh yeah we're we're kicking uh, shredder's ass by the time mom's in the checkout al nice do you guys have like that place like we have a place called cidercade and it's like you pay 10 bucks and it's like everything in there's free and there's yeah most of them are like they got they got beers and stuff like that the cidercade one i went to with my nephew and I saw more games that I've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah, they are easy to find, the shitty ones. It was like there was a Roadrunner game I'd never heard Hell of. Yes. I was like, what is this? Roadrunner, come no, on. And you're just, you're just Wiley Coyote. Or no, you're the Roadrunner. You're, you're running Roadrunner. from Wiley Coyote. Yeah. yeah. There was a bunch like that. There was one that was just called Naughty Boy. And I was like, well, I yeah. got to see what this is. And it's not, it, it should have just been called like Rap Scallion because it's like you're a boy with like his hat backwards and like a, 
uh, oh, he's a bad boy. Slingshot in his thing, and he like you throw rocks at monsters, which I contest yeah. is not naughty. Monsters yeah. should have rocks thrown at them. <laughs> yeah, they had it coming. It's a naughty boy. But it was just such a. I, I was like all these games, and my my poor nephew's like who's you know grew up was born in like two thousand three. He's like, why are we playing all these? And I'm like, I gotta see what this is. That dot is chasing that dot. Like, I'm like, he just did not care at all. We have a, I think there's a Cidercade in Arlington, and I took my staff to it once when I was working at Cumulus, and I found for the first time in like 20 years, I had seen the Journey arcade game, where like you have to play <laughs> yes. different levels as different members of the band. Oh yeah, that's that's amazing. It's so bad, but like, and they did this like animation with the with the with the musicians where it's like every time you hit a different direction they make a different face so it's like oh <laughs> i was thinking the aerosmith one where you shot cds oh, at people where you yes. kill people with music yeah music is the weapon <laughs> and ryan and aerosmith's not really in the game like if you do a special level they all show up and play and i'm like i thought this was an aerosmith game why do i have to like work extra hard <laughs> to see aerosmith <laughs> nope. man aerosmith will do anything they got the game they have their own ride at, at uh, yeah. hollywood studios yeah, and they just announced that they're going on tour one last time today. Their farewell tour. Again. Well, you know what they say. Hmm. Music is the weapon. I've only said this four times. Now. Music <laughs> is the weapon, and I love music. And music is what's brought us together here tonight on the Low Res High Def Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Cucinati, along with my co-host, Joel Bernson. Hello. And uh, we are going to take you through the decades, through the ages, through the eras of, uh, of mm -hmm. Star Wars, uh, and the music specifically, and we have invited our good friend Ryan Jenkins from Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries Yay. and the Craniacs, the Frasier podcast uh, that he does with Laurel. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's friend of the show, longtime internet buddy, and um, yeah, we just figured who else would be better to have on for this special May the 4th Be With You episode mm. uh, than Ryan Jenkins. Thank you for joining us, sir. Yay. Thank you for having me. Lifetime Star Wars fan, so I'm real excited to do this. Yeah, like, man. Like, literally my earliest memory as a human being is seeing Return of the Jedi in theaters. Absolutely. Wow. For, like, for me, it's Empire Strikes Back. My folks took me to see that as the first movie I saw in the theater. I was three years old, but I still remember that yeah. feeling of being in the yeah. theater. And, like, And for me, it was E.T. Oh my god! <laughs> that movie, Fuck that movie you. horrified me as a kid. It did, it, it did have an impression. But to, actually, to this day, it's one of my favorite movies. E.T. Oh yeah, hell yeah, it is. That's um, okay. So I talked Hold about up. this once on the Geek Roundtable podcast because we talked about eighty sci-fi films, and they wanted to know like, what's your favorite? What's your favorite eighty sci-fi uh, movie besides Star Wars? And I was like, E.T. It's got to be E.T. E.T. is a movie like I remember going to see it a couple of times in the theater. It was like a huge event. And it was the kind of thing that my mother like would she would quote the movie to me when she put me to bed. She would always like she would always like kind of point at my heart and say like I'll be right here. And Aww. I'm like you know I'd always laugh like she'd tickle me when she did it. I'll be right here. Um, and then yeah, like when 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 she passed away, you know, it, it was that weekend, that Mother's Day weekend. Ugh. And um, oh man, I, I remember st sitting by her bed and stuff, and we were just kind of talking, and she just kind of blurted out like we were in the middle of just kind of talking with each other, and we're just having that empty, pleasant conversation where yeah. like nobody wants to talk about the fact that we were just told she's never going to leave this hospital room. Ugh. And she just we're talking, and then she just looks at me with a little smile, and she's like, "I'll be right here," and like just taps wow. me on the chest. And I'm like. Okay. All right. Well, then. Yeah. Uh, As if uh, that movie weren't emotionally charged enough already. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so E.T. is 
absolutely one of my favorites and it does it man it, it gets the tears flowing i took sarah to see it when they did the anniversary showing at the yeah. uh, at the theaters last year uh and again just tears it's just fighting back tears yeah. i never not cry at that film yeah um but yeah that's a huge huge fan of et and i suspect joel that et's somehow made it onto your onto your list for today oh you think so i think maybe so et hmm. yeah E.T. part of the Star Wars universe is within this in the prequels, right? Doesn't don't they have a That's true. canon now? But also in the movie E.T., there's a connection as well. That's right. Oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, there yeah. is a little a uh, little cue there. The Halloween section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When when he sees when he sees Yoda and they play a little bit of Yoda's theme in the score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's connected long before the Phantom Menace. Guys. Like I said before, we are the Low Res High Def Podcast, or LRHD, if uh, you're into that whole brevity thing. <laughs> and um, you could talk back to us on uh, all the social media outlets. Uh, we are at Low Res High Def, and uh, also our website, Low Res High Def Podcast, or Low Res High Def dot com. There you go. You or is it, it podcast? Nope. dot com at Low Res High Def on Twitter. The editing bay, the editing... <laughs> The curse, the curse of the editing bay is now on me. I know. Uh, it follows you now. Yeah, I know, right? It's, <laughs> it follows. I've got to keep. That's why we keep doing podcasts with other people, like, so that way it'll follow Ryan. Ryan's gonna have it now. The, oh no! <laughs> uh, before we get into the topic of the day, uh, I just kind of want to know what is your current obsession. Um, let's start with you, Ryan. And you know what, before you get into your obsession, why don't you tell the nice people, you know, about your podcast, what you do and, uh, give, give yourself a little bit of, a little bit of a plug action here at the beginning of the show. Yeah. So, uh, I've got two podcasts right now. Uh, one is Craniacs, uh, where we have gone through Frasier. Um, I'm with my co-host Laurel, who has seen, we're actually entering the last season and this is a season she is not familiar with. Um, we just finished season 10, heading into season 11, um, taking a little bit of a break, but we've got a whole back catalog to do. She's seen them all. I have not seen them before. I've seen Cheers. And yeah, we're going through and talking a lot. It's, 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 it's basically two friends talking and then every once in a while we come back to Frasier. But there is, <laughs> there is, there is a lot of Frasier talking there. Um, the other one is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries, which is a Disney watch along podcast where, you know, the, we were talking about this the other day because we're almost on three years of it coming up. And we started with the idea that every week we we're going to do one of the major Disney animated studios ones. And then A, we realized, like, I don't want to watch a, do all this research every week. And B, there was a lot of other <laughs> supplementary stuff we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so we kind of go back and forth with that. And we go pretty much every, you know, we, we come out almost every week. We take a week off. But we are getting close to the end of the Disney animated movies. We just wow. we just recorded Ryan the Last Dragon. This will be coming out in two weeks. This week oh, is Oh shit. We're in real time now. This week is Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so yeah. Um but uh we have plans beyond Disney. We have all sorts of stuff we've done. We did uh Joe was nice enough to talk about childhood trauma theater, which is kind of within Taron Ride's Princess Diaries where I uh, have actually put on the list E.T. as a childhood trauma theater because it scared the heck out of me as a little kid. Like, I saw it too young, and I was like, the part where it's just running POV through the the grass, and then he's like, like, I went, my my mom was like, you okay, Ryan? And I'm like, in the other room already. (laughs) Like, there's a little, like, Ryan-shaped cloud of dust where I was sitting, and like, I'm like, no, I, I was, I was a very... I got scared very easily in a lot of like 80s movies and stuff when I was a kid. Same. Um, mm-hmm. 
my obsession. I uh, have recently, so I got a Steam Deck recently. Welcome. I can kind of. It was funny because I thought it was going to be a replacement for like a PS4 or something, and it's like not really. I was had it all set up to be on my TV. It's not really working quite as well as I want it to. But I've just what I have been playing like crazy on it is Vampire Survivors. Oh yes. Have you guys play that? Yeah. Mm -mm. It's not like it's a bullet hell game. Is that what they're called? Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it's it's also kind of just it plays itself really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I am just was like. I had a lot of people reach out and go, uh, you should check this out. And I'm a video game designer. So I was like, sometimes I go like, well, I don't know if I'm really going to like this game, but I should try it out since enough people have said it's really good. I'll give it a shot. And I'm like, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I'll play it for a few minutes. Oh, that was fun. I put it down. It's like two days later. I have like, you know, I'm like, what happened? You know, Tara, <laughs> like it's, it's four in the morning. Tara's like, why haven't you come to bed? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I have been really enjoying that. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of like, it's one of those games where you're supposed to die. Like mm-hmm. dying means you can like invest money into your character and then come back stronger the second time. You can buy new characters, stuff like that. It's essentially just more and more enemies pour on the screen. You get more and more abilities where it's like you're shooting things, you're you have a whip, you have like holy water you're throwing. I don't know. I just find it really it's not typically the type of game I would play and I also like can't put it down. So mm-hmm. that's been the, the the my obsession of the week. Awesome. Yeah that it reminds me of um of my run through Elden Ring where it's like, man, these from software <laughs> games are not the kind of games I look for, but I, I couldn't put it down. And I kept boring these guys. We have a separate show. You're thread. playing Elden Ring? Yes. I didn't know you were playing Elden Ring. I wish you'd talk about it more on the podcast. I know. <laughs> but we have we have a chat thread where we talk about like what's going on, what are we doing? And like I kept like updating them, just unsolicited updates about Elden Ring and like, guys, I just beat this thing. I just beat this guy. I beat this Elden Lord. I got through this legacy dungeon. And like I could even tell like as, as I'm hitting send and reading it back, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> it's like I'm showing you my vacation slides. Uh, but yeah, I was obsessed with that game. Joel, what's your obsession? Uh, my obsession this week, Joe, I actually do have one. Thank you. Um, finally following my own rules. Uh, and it, it it's not a unique one because uh, we've all been seeing the news about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, um, but, you know, specifically like generative AI. Um, I know that's a topic that uh, we probably all have opinions on, but but uh, I, I'm, I've kind of been obsessed with this uh, vicariously through my, my boss. He's been having to research this stuff uh, so that we kind of stay on top of it uh, because it is germane to the uh, advertising business, which I'm in, as you can imagine. And uh, I, I've just kind of been obsessed. It's scary, but it's also creepy and just um, jaw-dropping some of this stuff that's happening and how quickly it's happening and how uh, much better it's getting uh, overnight. Um, and specifically in the in the way of, like, generating images. Uh, and we all heard it, chat GPT, right? So it's like it can speak to you. It can write scripts. Uh, there is uh, AI voiceover that allows you to, uh, you know, type in something and it'll read it back to you in a voice. Uh, there's now AI video where it's creating like video out of, uh, scraped images and, and video. Uh, and it all kind of culminated this week in, uh, something that somebody sent me, um, which was an AI generated, uh, ad, a fake oh. pizza ad <laughs> called, uh, <laughs> pepperoni hug spot. Did you, I sent it to the, uh, the thread that we've got going. So I know you've seen it, but <laughs> I have watched that the thing. Cronenberg pizza. <laughs> it absolutely is. Uh, so scary, but also fascinating how this works. And, um, it's, it really is like watching a newborn trying to walk <laughs> and just some of the things that it's, it's like so close. It's 
so there. Like hands, it can't quite figure out. Um, and there's some images in there where and you're mouths like, eating. <laughs> what is that? Well, yeah, yeah, the mouths eating are, are horrific in their own right. But also um, a scene where somebody's pouring sauce on a pizza but it looks like it's coming from like a spatula <laughs> it's not quite right there's a there's a guy flipping pizzas but his whole arm is the pizza <laughs> it's kind of on fire yeah. it, it, and, and and watch the eyes if you look at the eyes of the people because it's, it's it's generating these these humans in this fake pizza commercial and they're just all over the place it is so nightmare inducing uh, but I can't get enough of it. So look up, uh, listener, uh, pepperoni hug spot is the name. Yeah. Um, it's the, you know what? So here's my question. Is there one centralized app that you use for it? Because I know, like, when I started hearing about it, I'm like, oh, I want to check this out. Like, what? <laughs> and so I looked up, like, in the App Store on, like, in on Apple and just kind of look for, like, chat GPT. And it's, like, 12 different apps that, like, yeah. talk about how they use, like, whatever the 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 engine is or whatever. But... I can't find like one that I thought was like, oh, this is the one. Like this is, this is the template, mm -hmm. and these are the the ones that are just kind of imitating it. What is it that you use? Uh, I, I don't actually use this stuff at this point. I'm just a consumer, and I'm kind of following uh, along on the ride. Uh, but yeah, I, I know there are a lot of different apps. Uh, I do think it's it's uh, an amalgamation of here's one that writes scripts, here's one that does the voiceover, here's one that does uh, music. I think the music is auto generated in that as well, uh, mm -hmm. and then of course the imagery. Um, and somebody's just edited these together to create this horrific faux pizza spot from the 70s it's, it's gorgeous a lot of them are like you get it on on the app store and it's like of course yeah you can do all this really cool stuff for like 7.99 a month and they immediately yeah. try to commodify it there was one for a while that was like you could talk to historical uh people oh that's fun <laughs> and I, it was Lincoln. like it would like do one where it's like hi i'm gandhi you talk to god well uh, immediately i got it. i was like all right hitler let's see what's going on Whoa. and it was like and it was like you looked up like jesus and it was like for two dollars you can you can download jesus hmm. for twenty dollars you can download hitler and i'm like well, okay well this says a lot wow. about our society wow. at the moment <laughs> i don't right. like this at all and i immediately deleted it because it was well, like hitler's funnier we gotta you just gotta admit right i mean than jesus as a voice it's, well, it's no it's just it's just it? text it wasn't there wasn't someone being like hello oh. <laughs> it's me oh that's a little creepy it would just write back to you as, which i don't understand those where it's like do you want to do you want an ai generated friend and i'm like oh geez what have i done that the algorithm <laughs> thinks this is an ad i need <laughs> yeah what's in your google search do you want to be friends with hitler yeah um <laughs> all right so my obsession maybe not quite as dynamic maybe a little cliche <laughs> but uh i've discovered the show shrinking Mm. Probably the last person on the planet to discover this show, uh, but it's co-written by uh, Ted Lasso's Brett Goldstein. Love that guy, and it stars Jason Segel, Harrison Ford, eh. um, cooler on him, and uh, a guy that I went to school with, Michael Yuri. Oh, um, really? And it's it's fantastic. Like it's so good. I, I I had this this idea, and rightfully so, that like Harrison Ford is just tired. He's so tired, <laughs> and he's so, in most cases, such a letdown <laughs> when I see him in things. True. But, like, you know, the, the, the Force Awakens, that was a really fun yeah. turn for him. Um, but this show is another one where it's like, this dude's really putting some work in. He's, he's given it. And he's really good. Like, just, I'm, I'm remembering how much I enjoyed Harrison Ford in comedies. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's nice to see him engaged. It's nice to see him having fun, obviously enjoying the people he's working with on screen. And uh, I, I couldn't recommend it more. 
if hmm. you if you like Ted Lasso, uh, if if you if you dig uh, a little bit of, like comedy that kind of straddles highbrow, but maybe engages in a little bit of lowbrow too. Not too proud to do that. It's my wheelhouse. Uh, I think I think shrinking is for you. It's uh, it's really well done. Nice. Uh, and so yeah, I've heard good things with Harrison Ford. That could transition oh. us right back into the Star Wars territory. Master of Segway. Where today we are going to share, in honor of May 4th, um, our favorite musical moments in Star Wars. And I know we never actually set, like... W- the standard, like, okay, we can only stick with the movies. Uh, so oh. I'm just letting you know now, like, I stretched across different mediums. And, uh, and yeah, that's, I, I think this is going to be fun. I found myself, you know, no matter how I feel about a certain era of Star Wars, there's always a, like, musical moment that I really enjoy. Um, like, you know what? I hope it's not on anybody's list, but Battle of the Heroes mm. from Revenge of the Sith yeah. is like one of those songs. It's like, you know, this is a bright point in in what is kind of a miserable era for me, a miserable era of the movies. For a lot of us. But this, this is a great musical cue. Uh, and so that's why I was excited to do this with you, Joel. Uh, when when we decided to bring Ryan into it, I was like, "Oh yeah, now this is going to bring a great new dynamic to it." Uh, and so I am uh, I'm thrilled to kind of get in, into this thing. Nice. Um, before we get started, do you guys find that some of your preferences, some of your favorites, resided in like in one moment more than others? You know, mine's mine's a bit of a mix. Mine, I like. There's a couple that are. I like the entire track. I like it as a, as an overture. I like it as its own own standalone piece of music. And then I do have a couple of choices where I like this 30 second segment of this song or this track because what it what it's doing musically, but also how it was um, married with the, the visuals and why it has more of an impact combined. Mm-hmm. I so first off, there's a couple. There's a few in mind that are going to I think be off the 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 uh, reservation because <laughs> I did a few weird ones. Um, but I have found as I'm watching movies and enjoying media and in general, I tend to like not try and have this like critical eye of like, this is good. This is bad. I tend to more go like, I really like this experience. I like this. So some of mine like are in here because I remember a very specific thing that happened with this. There's, Mm -hmm. there's one in here where like, I remember this specific version that I couldn't find that was actually another orchestra that I used to have a CD with. Ah. Um, I went, have you guys ever done going to see the movies with a live orchestra playing the the music? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love it. And also I hate it because anytime it's like slightly off, I'm like, "Uh, this isn't how it like, like, it it, it just feels, it feels like that pizza commercial where I'm like, something's not right here. I'm like, (laughs) it's, it's just slightly off for me. And, and, Tara was making fun of me when we saw it because I was like, you know, big moon face. Just this is wonderful. And then like <laughs> a bassoon would come in slightly late. And I'd be like, oh, this isn't how it works. You know, and I'd make a face. And she's like, you need to just <laughs> yeah. relax. And I'm like, I'm trying to get there. That is funny. That's so funny. Um, let's let's get started. Do you want to just like kind of go one for one each, like go around the horn? Sure. I picked specifically the trailer music for The Force Awakens because... I remember when this trailer came out and it was like, I, I, I know we've, but we've all three have lived through a longer section of Star Wars being like gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But for some reason, this trailer like really hit me in like a really specific place. And I'll listen to this music every once in a while, which isn't exactly in the thing, but those like piano beats, mm-hmm. those piano, uh, 
strums? What do you do? Do you play a piano? Those piano notes at the beginning really get to me. It like now this movie is definitely just like mathematically designed to make Star Wars nerds go, "Oh, the things I like," and like cry and. Where that qualifies as a good Star Wars movie is up for debate. It's but the up of Star Wars movies. Right? Yes, it's, it's exactly. And I think this trailer like really did that so specifically. I was like, oh, I don't know who these characters are, but I love them. And this person's wonderful. And oh, my God, there's Han. You know, like, I, I don't think this is the We're Home trailer. I think it's the second one where he's like, it's true. It's all true. All yeah, you remember that whole point when people saw like they first saw John Boyega and people were like, so "Was that supposed to be Lando?" And they're like, "No, why? Oh, why?" Because wow. it's just one black, black person in the universe. Do you remember when in Rise of Skywalker when the they made that that whole like there's only like three black people in the universe canon by going, "I think this 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 black woman is supposed to be her oh, right. long lost <laughs> daughter," and it's like, "Come on, yeah. guys!" <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Yeah, so this th- that's why I put it because it was it's while not nostalgic specifically like a thing I remember, it was when I heard it I remember being like this is hitting me just in all the right spots. This is making me yeah. excited for this movie. Like it was an experience I loved. Um, it was also when I realized Tara was a big Star Wars nerd. Like she cut like we got ready to go to the movie. And she had like three pieces of Star Wars clothes on, and I was like, "What are you?" She's like, "I'm wearing three. You're only wearing one." Ha 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 ha! And I'm like, "What's <laughs> happening right now?" It's not like St. Patrick's Day where you get pinched if you're not wearing. Star Wars. <laughs> you didn't have enough flair. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that was my that was my first pick. That's a great one to get kicked off with, man. Yeah, I I remember loving that trailer as well, um, and uh, lamenting that that piece of music wasn't actually in the film, but um, made for a made for a stirring teaser. Yeah, I mean, I think Star Wars. I can't think of a, a trailer, a Star Wars trailer that I didn't like. Like, I, I feel like they've sure. always done a good job of like putting the trailers together. That's probably why I've been as disappointed as I've been with some of the <laughs> sure. some of the newer fare. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of touch on what Ryan said, like, it's not it's it's not really up to me to decide like if it's bad or good. It's how it hit me, mm-hmm. and. I'm just Last Jedi didn't hit me in the right place. Oh. You know, the the Rise of Skywalker didn't quite hit Ugh. me in the right place. Um, but but the Force Awakens, I loved. I loved yeah. every moment of that movie. Real quick, want to do a, a quick ranking, really quick, uh, just of the uh, nine mainline Skywalker saga uh, movies. Because Where's my letter boxed. I, I I bring it up now because you're saying you like uh, Force Awakens. I like it so much it's uh, top three for me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kicked yeah. off one of the uh, OGs. Gosh, I don't know if I could kick it that high up, but um, yeah. but it's it's. I would put it top four, top five. Yeah, what's yeah. your ranking? Go, uh, man. Okay, so Empire. Yes. Uh, Jedi. A New Hope. Uh, mm. Nobody's gonna catch me on that. Um, uh, well, I, that's why <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Ryan. You missed your cue. <laughs> and then uh, and then probably the Force Awakens. That Force okay. Awakens and Solo probably fight for that spot. No, not counting Solo. But I, I love I Solo. I no, love- no, I'm saying it's a great movie, but I'm 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 just looking at the nine. Oh no, then then yeah, then yeah, Force Awakens would be number four. Wow. All right, there you go, Ryan. Okay, here in reverse order are my top 19 Star Wars movies. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, at 19, the holiday special. 18, the Closed Wars animated. Episode <laughs> 2, episode this. 3, episode 1, Fanboys, The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> uh, George Lucas in Love, Captain EO, Spaceballs, oh, Solo. <laughs> we kept it EO. The Force Awakens, La- The Last Jedi, Rogue One, uh, 
Oh. The Ewok, the first Ewok adventure, Star Wars, the second Ewok adventure, Empire, <laughs> then Return of the Jedi. Okay, you need to explain <laughs> to me Captain EO. Explain Captain EO to me. Yeah. I, watch Captain EO again and tell me that's not in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and he 100% is using force powers to turn Angelica Houston back into a into a, a beautiful lady. He's like he's just got song powers. He's just using the power of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is I will go into this on my list. I lament like the kind of weird Star Wars stuff they used to have. Now, yes, yeah. Captain EO isn't technically Star Wars, but like again, just go Ryan said it's a Star Wars movie and then watched it on YouTube and go, yeah, this is definitely like <laughs> Return of the Jedi era Star Wars. <laughs> That's great. Nibble it. All right, Joel, do you want to go next? Well, actually, Joel, why don't you go next? Okay, go next? I can go. Um, so anybody who knows me knows uh, my special relationship with uh, Return of the Jedi uh, and and the, how that hit me when it first came out and the passion that I have uh, for some unlikely heroes, uh, the Ewoks. I love the Ewoks and you know, they're, they're absolutely my favorite. So obviously one of my first songs is going to be Yub Nub of the Return of the Jedi. Soundtrack. I'm kidding. I hate the Ewoks. I think they're stupid. Oh, wow. You really pulled the rug from underneath poor Ryan. He was excited. He was doing the Yub Nub dance. Dancing. He was dancing. heroes of the rebellion and you're spitting in their little furry faces. Whatever. It wasn't me. The rebellion spit on their faces when they let the Death Star crash on that moon. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, like, I think it's a lot of it is the age gap. Like, again, my first memory is like, you're like, ooh, they're little teddy bears. Who cares in a Star Wars movie? And I'm like, they're the best part of that Star Wars. I want teddy bears. Okay, let me be real for a second. I yeah. do not, like, despise the Ewoks. I just, I do that to kind of get your goat. Uh, I, I don't have the passion that you have for them, but I don't hate them. I don't. I think I think yeah. they have they serve a cool purpose. Uh, I I as just as much as anybody else. When that one Ewok dies in that blast, and the other oh. one's like, "Hey, come on, get up, let's go," oh. and it's like, "Huh? Why aren't you?" And just sits down next to him and starts like that gets me sad every time. Uh, so no, I'm I'm totally down with it. And Ryan, um, Ryan, don't let this naysayer uh, have at oh, you. Oh no, no, I don't. You know, if he wants, if he wants to. You know, I support the troops is what I'm saying. The ones I, res I respect your bravery <laughs> for uh, having such a controversial opinion about Ewoks. And listen, I don't describe to this whole uh, revisionist history about, oh, Ewoks are, aren't cool and uh, how it totally ruined. I still like the Ewoks, too. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm not apologizing. You. I don't think they need to be apologized Good for. for I'm you, Ewok guy. Yeah. There you go. Good for you. It's very brave. <laughs> You've taken a You're a real hero. <laughs> that said, uh, I totally see the commercialization uh, beginning to creep into the Star Wars universe with that movie. So sure. here's here's the thing: if I'm going to if I'm going to rank the commercialized characters in Star Wars, the shameless money grub characters, if I'm talking about like the Porgs and Babu Frick uh, and yeah. and Grogu <laughs> and the Ewoks, of those characters, I like the Ewoks the most. Okay. Wow. They, they they serve and seem more organic to the story than the, the these other like machinations that seem like they were clearly created just because they're yes. adorable and will sell merchandise. By George Lucas's children. Exactly. Yeah, whereas Ewoks were created to give small people a union job. Exactly. Return yes, the exactly. Nobody cared for small people as much as George Lucas in the 80s. That's right. Uh, right. All right, so my first pick, my real first pick, is it comes from, obviously, The Empire Strikes Back, um, and it kind of intertwines 
all of my favorite themes. It's got the Imperial March. It's got Han Solo's theme. It's got Princess Leia's theme. It's got their kind of love theme that's thrown into it as well. I'm, of course, talking about the Asteroid Field. Yeah, man. I love this track, too. There's a there's a great like a trumpet rip that happens, I think, in the middle of this track or near the end when they're escaping from the um, and uh, maybe it's in the next track um, when they're escaping from that big worm asteroid worm or whatever. Yeah. Um, and John Williams is just like notorious for that. Just like writing these really intricate brass uh, phrases that like no human can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you listen to these soundtracks and they're just knocking them out perfectly. And that's. All, uh, one of uh, John Williams's calling cards, but also just kind of synonymous with music. There it was right there from the uh, uh, Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this, I, I can't tell you, like, whenever I hear this cue, like how it, it's it's stirring, it gets me going. It's that the classic Star Wars chase, uh, seeing like the hot shot piloting skills of Han Solo when he's going through the canyon. And like, there are just, there are moments just like pieces of this music or characters of the movie where you just can't imagine the film without it uh and yeah dude this i think and it's probably because i saw it at such an early age that it just etched itself in my dna technically it's it's a really interesting scene because there's so many different components move like the whole thing with star wars was the first use of let's move the camera around a stationary object to me and then composite it in a way and this is so many composited objects yeah it's it's a fascinating scene this is one i had on mine joe this is the one that was like i had a cd that was a different orchestra playing it and i listened to it so much that it has a different like intro and all this stuff so like Mm. when i started listening to it on spotify and on the actual soundtrack i was like this isn't how it goes and it was like because it wasn't played by the (laughs) portland symphony orchestra or whatever recording i had so it's a great one yeah you're not actually going into an asteroid field they'd be crazy to follow us never tell me the odds (laughs) and that and then that seems a great uh, encapsulation of just the star wars universe right it's got action adventure comedy a little bit of romance even the Mm -hmm. bickering between leia and han back and forth in there yeah yeah great sequence all right joel what do you think uh, all right, moving on to me. So uh, I'm picking a track as as much as I derided the uh, um, prequels. I'm not a fan of the prequels. Each one worse than the next. But I, I did appreciate the music. Um, and, and that was something that paid off from the prequels. And it's specifically the first one, uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, because we got some new themes in there. We got some old familiars, of course. You're going to hear the Force theme. You're going to hear uh, Yoda's theme. Um, but... Um, all some of these new characters got their own themes as well, um, but not a not a new character in Anakin Skywalker, obviously, but a new theme for him uh, as he's portrayed by <laughs> a, a, like a ten year old boy, Jake Lloyd. Poor kid. Yeah, little young Anakin's theme, which is uh, kind of equal parts childlike uh, and mischievous, but it also has a dark turn. If you listen in there, they, he even works the uh, the Darth Vader theme into like the last couple of notes. Of this little uh, this little ditty, do you guys recognize this? Didn't get a lot of play. Yeah, a sweet young boy. Yeah, both Jake Lloyd and young Anakin Skywalker. My problem with every time I hear this cue, all I hear is Jake Lloyd go, "Woohoo!" Yeah. <laughs> what are you an angel? Yahoo! Yeah, his dumb <laughs> face and delivery. And I don't know if you're like me, like whenever I hear these 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 particular cues, I hear the dialogue playing in my head like it's almost like it's Mm -hmm. a form of keeping the time of the music at this point in my life where it's like oh what's the the, the dialogue hits at this point i can't hear this without hearing jake lloyd's horrible (laughs) line (laughs) delivery but and and it's like it it ruins what is otherwise like you said like a masterpiece of music it's really a great tune 
before you could just stream anything or pop anything in or like, you know, your parents were in charge of how many DVDs or, or excuse me, tapes or whatever. You were making fun of Betamax. Mm. I had a Betamax the other, the other week. Um, but like whatever, <laughs> like I used to play these songs so that I could feel like I was watching the movie. I, in fact, I used to have cassette tapes yeah. where I recorded shows I liked and I just listened to the audio so I could try and remember it. did the same thing. Yeah, I recorded absolutely. all of Highlander on a cassette tape and would listen to it at school. Yeah. And it, oh, yeah. But it was just, but it was <laughs> like school. you trying to recreate the image in your head. It was the same thing. Oh, I finally, I finally found there i think we had the star wars um soundtrack on vinyl so i was like pulling that out and like sitting like just sitting next to it and listening to it tara always said she used to have big headphones i didn't have headphones so my mom would just go turn it down oh, yeah. <laughs> like right up against the speaker trying to like if you just buy me the tape we wouldn't have to do this <laughs> that's funny <laughs> no that's a good one joel thank you thank you that's a good one there's there there are like like we said there's there's some oasises, oasi, oases, sure. uh, of of great musical moments. You know, because it's, I mean, it's John Williams, uh, so there's going to be some good stuff in there. You know, the 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 redemption, I guess, in the music, well, and uh, and yeah, uh, the the Phantom Menace definitely has it. I, I would probably say that Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones is okay. It has a couple of decent cues, but then it kind of skips over and goes into Re- Revenge of the Sith, which also has some really good musical moments. Agreed. M- maybe we'll hear some of them uh, on our list as we move forward. All right. Not, not on my list. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad we're really talking about the transformative and transportative properties of music. Uh, Joel, if you could do number three on mine. Sure. Um, it, this is really going to take you to a very specific time and place. <laughs> which I think is important to remember that Star Wars was a 70s movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever heard the Mecco Star Wars disco remixes oh, yeah. that they did for this and for Empire. And I think by then, by the time Jedi came out, disco was so dead, they wouldn't even try making any for that. <laughs> it's probably good. I, 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 the, one of the things I lament about Disney taking over Star Wars is the... And Marvel and everything else is like everything has to be a part of canon mm-hmm. now, right? And they have to yep. worry how it fits into canon. And Star Wars, the actual Star Wars movies, of course, had a very like wonderful narrative and through line and whatever. But there was so much ancillary weird stuff like this that like people would make, or there'd be like like some of the the toys were just like I don't know, we're gonna cut this. <laughs> car in half and put some wings on it and then sit a stormtrooper in it boom sell like it was just it's a there was no thought of like what is the story of this thing how does this fit into the lore we already have it was just like i don't like there were like underoos commercials i remember where they're all just dancing around and like <laughs> underoos and i this mecco like disco stuff is the stuff i lament losing when disney took over i think it's so funny and fun and yeah it's fun to not have be serious about star wars every once in a while my first on-air gig in Dallas was on 97.9, B97.9. It was a soft rock station, but I did overnights, and I would end every shift <laughs> by playing this song. Oh, really? And I had I had a bunch of, uh, I had a soundboard with a bunch of different, like, Star Wars drops. So it'd be like R2-D2 or a Jawa or Jabba the Hutt, uh, all kinds of different just Star Wars sounds. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. uh, quotes from him or quotes from Darth Vader. And so as the song was playing, I would throw like these these sound drops into it and people would request it. Like oh, I'd yeah. get called, they're like, they're like, <laughs> Hey, are you that. gonna do 
are you going to do the Star Wars tonight? I go, I do it every night. Just make sure you're listening when I sign off. When I sign off at 2 a.m., wow. uh, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll play that. And yeah, These that was late night every- truckers pulling over to a payphone to get to Absolutely. you and be like, yeah. play that Star Wars thing. <laughs> we had a trucker named Terry that would bring us tacos. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm very familiar with this Mecco Star Wars song. It was actually on my list, and Joel obviously didn't catch it. No. Uh, well, I was trying not to spoil all of them. I just saw the one that got spoiled. I have to, I have to replace it with something now. No, I think we got um, plenty of tracks, Joel. Listen, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, an hour into this podcast. No, but I, I love that, man. That brings back a, some great memories for me. That's a, that's an yeah. excellent pick. I can't hear this without hearing Bill Murray's voice in my head singing the Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> that was crazy. Star Wars. Yeah. Good one. Good good choice, Ryan. I like it. All right. Thank I like you. that we're going outside the box here. It's not all music from the movies. Sometimes we get to... Uh, some TV shows and some uh, holiday specials and uh, even discount. Yeah. Well, how about video games and slash or books? Uh, oh, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about is Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire was interesting because like they did this huge marketing push behind it. Like it was it was originally a book, and then like they they did an, an N64 video game, like a video game adaptation of it. Love it. And they gave this book its own soundtrack as well. Uh, And it was like an enhanced CD. So like if you threw it in the computer, it it gave you like a bunch of different like images and some some video files and stuff like that. But like they were giving this this a complete multimedia push Uh, for some reason. I don't know if they were thinking about trying to like expand the Star Wars universe more this way. But like Shadows of the Empire, somebody was like somebody was doing some sexual favors for George Lucas to like give this thing the push that it was getting. Uh, but the soundtrack that Joel McNeely put together yes. is about as close as you can get to John Williams. Like there were some, some great moments, like a lot of it, obviously because of it's, it's a soundtrack made for a book. A lot of the music is a little more incidental, uh, try not to be as intrusive. So that way you could still kind of read the book and enjoy the book while having kind of a little bit of a a fun background noise effect. But when you got to the end of this soundtrack, as you got to the end of the book, you got to the point where um, the Empire found out that Shizor and Black Sun were going to turn on them. Mm -hmm. And there was this whole like battle of the three armies where it's like the Rebellion and the Empire versus Black Sun at the Skyhook. And the Empire and the Rebellion ended up striking up a temporary truce to fight Prince Jizor. And when you're reading it, it reads epic. It's huge. Uh, And Joel McNeely captures the spirit of it wonderfully with the track Skyhook Battle and Escape from the Dark Lord. And uh, I remember hearing this song while reading the book. I would listen to it on the CD. And the fact that they threw it into the video game, a lot of these tracks are in the video game as well. And it doesn't disappoint. Like it gives you that that sweeping feeling of this epic battle, and for for a game that you know wasn't bad for its time, but it it was a little more disappointing <laughs> than I wanted it to be. Uh, but when you got to the end and you're in that final battle, like it it captured all the spirit of everything you wanted it to be, and in no small part due to this this soundtrack kind of guiding you through the moment. 
Well said, Joe. I love this game. Um, yeah, man, and I love the soundtrack. Mostly, same thing with you. Had the CD, and I remember thinking at the time because you know we thought we thought John Williams was uh, close to his deathbed, and here we are, motherfucker's almost ninety, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, still cranking out uh, scores. But um, I remember thinking like, oh, you know, we got these new movies coming out, these prequels. What if he doesn't make it? Who's gonna Who's gonna pick up the mantle? Who understands the Star Wars soundscapes? Uh, and yeah, Joel McNeely, I remember listening to this being like, oh, well, this is, he's the clear front runner. And then uh, we've never heard from him again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's done a couple things. I think he did like some stuff for like Stargate SG-1 or something. But yeah, like definitely didn't have like the big career that I think we were all expecting him to have. We'll watch your career with great interest. <laughs> yeah, this part right here. I'm go back and listen to this again. Yeah, it's not a game I think I I have ever wanted to. I remember beating it, like working really hard to beat it. And it was a blockbuster rental, so I think I was like pushed to do it over a weekend. But I don't remember <laughs> ever like really like it's not like Dark Forces or some of the other older Star Wars games that I'm like, oh, I want to go back and play those. Yeah, like uh, it's so it tried to take all the stuff. Like it, I think it was you could play it in first person mode, but it was mostly kind of a third person game. And mm-hmm. it it suffered from a lot of stuff in that in that era, that sixty four bit era, where it's like, yeah, you know, maps were so like jagged and convoluted, and you're like, it looks ugly when you go back and look at it now. It's just downright ugly. Oh yeah, where where a good game kind of trains you on what you're supposed to do before you get to where you're supposed to use all those abilities, and like this game was, it was not very good at it. It wasn't as intuitive as it should have been. If I remember correctly, like every level was like a new gameplay. It was like <laughs> yes, this one you're going to yes. do something completely different than the level. So it was like yeah. there was no teaching. It was just like yeah. now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. Now you're flying around dropping adats. Now yeah. you're uh, you're 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 doing a first person shooter mode. Now you're racing uh, yeah. in in Tatooine. Now you're just a dude uh, running around with a blaster. Dash uh-huh. Rendar. Yeah. When, when Dash Rendar. When freaking. Star Wars names were awesome. I yes. hear people go like, "What you my Star Wars name is like Lydia for and I'm like, "No, your name is like Blaster <laughs> McZapface." Like that's what they used to be. That was a bad yeah. example, but like it's yeah. always stuff that's like their names are like Blast or like Zipper and like it's like like weird stuff like that and now yes. it's like throwing Scrabble tiles and being like, "That's my Star Wars name." <laughs> All right, Joel, what do you got? Is it me? I'm up next. All right. Yes, um, I will go back to The Force Awakens, uh, my beloved Force Awakens. Top three for me. I never, I realized I never gave my ranking. Uh, ranking is going to be, um, I got to go, I got to go. Empire, Jedi, Force Awakens, New Hope, mm-hmm. uh, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, whatever. No, well, oh, oh, I missed Last Jedi. Last Jedi is after Force Awakens, before A New Hope. Sorry. Um Skywalker's at the bottom, and the prequels really doesn't matter there and there. Anyway, there's my official. But uh, Force Awakens is so high. Love that movie, uh, and also love the soundtrack. Love the score. Was so excited to hear John Williams was coming back when these were announced back in, what, 2014, 15? And couldn't wait to hear what new themes he would come up with. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, we listened to the music from the trailer, so we got to see a lot of new faces. Uh, and one of them, one of the new faces was our, our new heroine, Ray, who uh, had a very stirring and memorable theme. She's getting a sequel movie, apparently. Yeah. That's right. Ray's theme when that little flute comes in. Love that. It's it, The brilliance of John Williams is um, they sound simple. You know? You think of Jaws. Well, it's just two notes. Well, yeah, but it's how he <laughs> uses them. And the same thing with those two little... It's, it's not 
it's not melodically complicated. It's just beautiful and interesting. And you know everything you need to know about this character just from this non-dialogue intro scene and this piece of music that's uh, accompanying her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say this is like the, the the shining star of the sequel series is this song. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can't think of I can't think of much. I like I like their new order theme, which is a little different, yeah. and some stuff like that. But this one is definitely like when I, like you think of Duel of the Fates when you think of the prequel series, and I think of this when I think of the sequel series. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, you're right. It's one of the f- few themes that kind of made it all the way through all three movies of that uh, sequel mm-hmm. trilogy, um, and and has some emotional weight with it. Yeah. Well, there you go. I remember after we saw this movie the first time uh, and we came back and we did the podcast and talked about mm-hmm. it and this theme even then rang with, with both of us. We were both like, yeah, that, that theme, that, that Ray theme was just so, so good, so moving and it made you excited for the journey that this character was about to go on. Yeah. <laughs> even if her, uh, the end of her journey was uh, wholly Ooh, unsatisfying. The fall of the yeah. dark times. <laughs> All right, well, there's mine. Let's keep these going. So, uh, ju- no, Ryan. Ryan, we're back to our guest. What do you got next, buddy? Uh, yeah, if you want to just uh, go ahead and play four. Mine is the Mandalorian theme because what I think is interesting about this is this is, outside of the movies, probably the most like pop culture permeating song. Yep. Right, like the Imperial, mm-hmm. everyone knows the Imperial March, everyone knows Star Wars theme. You know, you get less and less maybe with race and be like, oh, that's from Star Wars and stuff like this. But I feel like this has become like, Everyone knows the Mandalorian theme, and it's mm-hmm. so different from other Star Wars. It was, you know, the yes. first big TV show that came out. I think everyone was like, "All right, let's." Like, I remember when the first time I heard this was like, "Here's the Mandalorian." It was like, burr, 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 burr. I'm like, "What is this? This isn't sweeping horns <laughs> and you know all the same stuff you talk but about John Williams, that. kind of." But it, I still think it's so different, and yet really telling the being. You know, like if you've seen the show, like it fits perfectly with the show. It's what I really like about the show. It was something I saw and there's a Disney Plus series that's like they go through every episode and they talk about how it was made in the first season. And one of the things John Favreau said was we want to not only like look at Star Wars, we want to look at the stuff that inspired Star Wars. So they're like, We're gonna look at Westerns, we're gonna look at samurai movies, we're gonna look at this stuff that inspired it. Mm-hmm. And I think it does, like, instead of, like, some stuff when people try to redo Star Wars, they draw, like, A to B. They draw straight lines from Star Wars to whatever they're making. And this feels like a little bit of a side tangent, but somehow still fits. And it's weird instrumentation. It's wholly recognizable outside of, you know, the nerd groups we all all roll in. And I, I just think it's so good. So good. Really leaning into the kind of, like a Western feel uh, that yeah. Mandalorian started with. Well, Western feel, but what I do love about this song, and I do mean love it, I'm, I'm not trying to be ironic, is that it is very derivative of Bill Conti's Rocky uh, yeah. soundtrack. Uh, there's there's a couple moments. There's one that like moment in the song where it feels like going the distance. Dun, dun. Is it this part? Uh, Da, 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 oh yeah, that da, part. Da, da, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good da, point. Da, da, da. Yeah, I never thought of da, that. Da, 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 that sounds almost like. Yeah. It's and the thing is, I I like I love that. I and for me, I nerd out even more knowing that Carl Weathers is a part of the Mandalorian lore. Yeah. Maybe this was deliberate. Maybe not. I don't know. I love what's happening here. 
Uh, I had that on my list as well. And when I found out that Ryan had it, I had to go ahead and replace it. But I, uh, I'm totally with you. I love this Mandalorian theme. It's, it's what I wanted, what I've told people what I've wanted out of Star Wars. And it's that it's something different. It's not centered around mm-hmm. the Skywalkers. Yeah. And as much as I love the John Williams themes of the nine movies, they're so steeped in Skywalker. It's like you can't scrub it off. But this song is like, you know, and just the, the general score for The Mandalorian, it's so original. And, and I love that mm-hmm. about it. Look at you hitting your outs, too. That's perfect. <laughs> Nice. You know, Look at that. In radio, you're, you're trained to talk down the ramp. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, I should insert like a fake commercial right now. Yeah. First, <laughs> Pepperoni Hug Spot. <laughs> we'll be right back from our sponsor, Pepperoni Hug Spot. Are you ready for best pizza of life? Bring friends down to Pepperoni Hug Spot. Our chefs make pizza with heart and special touch. Cheese, pepperoni, vegetable, and more secret things. Need delivery? Pizzas come fast. Knock, knock, who's there? Pizza magic. Eat pepperoni hug spot pizza. Your tummy say thank you. Your mouth say, mmm. Pepperoni hug spot. It's like family, but with more cheese. All right, who's next? It's me, and I'm going to get a little typical. Um, I love this tune. Love this song. It's from uh, The Phantom Menace. Uh, it's... It, it, it's one of the greatest things that this movie did. And it's something that I've brought with me, I think creatively in almost every endeavor. When I did a, uh, I did a, a, an internet TV show called the variants. There's an episode that opens up where me and my friends, Jay and Shannon are standing up at a, a comic wall. My character stocking the wall or whatever. And uh, like me and this other guy are, the, so the two of them, they pull out their, their phone apps, their lightsaber apps on their phone. <laughs> and they like start playing around. Like they're like, whatever. And then I show up in kind of like this Darth Maul style and hold my phone sideways and hit the, the, the lightsaber. And like, it cuts to me and I start doing that vocal part. <laughs> and so we filmed for half a day. We filmed us just having pretend lightsaber fights with our phone. And, and I think that's what I love most about this song is the memory that's attached to it. But this this song came out of kind of came out of nowhere. Like if you compare this music yeah. to the music that you got from the original Star Wars series, uh, like John Williams work in that in that is really great. But there's there's an epic, but there's also like a lightness to this song, too, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is it's hard for me to describe because I'm not a I'm not a music professor. I almost wish that Tara was here to be able to, like, you know, listen to us speak and then translate what it is we're trying to say. No dummy. Yeah. <laughs> but like but there's there's to, but Duel of the Fates. It, it, it's like it, it reeks with like danger, but also like adventure and like all those excitement. wonderful things. Exactly. Adventure, excitement. A Jedi craves not these things, but I crave it in my music. Um, and yeah, Duel of the Fates. I just can't say enough good things. It's it's weird in that it like hits you with its its chords, the singing, and then immediately goes down yeah. and then builds. Yeah. And it was like, but first we're going to make sure you, you know, know where we're going. like you know where we're going with this. Like, mm-hmm. and it is yeah. like it came out of the gate and it. You know, I think for a long time I pushed against this song because of my like prequel dislike bias, and 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 yeah, and just on its you know scrubbed of any context of what you think of the prequels. This is this is a top Star Wars song. This might be like ranked easily top five. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's up there. It's 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 you know, 
if it, it's probably the number one, the first one you would put in a ranked list outside of the main trilogy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's a, um, I can't remember what it was. It's like, I think every couple of years though they'll like put together some. Whenever a new Star Wars thing comes out, they'll put together some montage of all the Star Wars films to to like a song, and a lot of times it's this one. Uh, and I, I wish I could find. I was trying to find it before we did this recording, but like there's one video where like they did the entire Star Wars saga to this song, hmm. and it's like really powerful. Like wow, um, and I. I couldn't think of another tune that they could do that to mm. uh, where it would have had that same impact, that same effect. Cantina Bass. Uh, yeah. John Williams. <laughs> oh, my God. The disco. The disco. Star you go, Wars. Have you guys Wars. seen that thing that's a Spotify playlist that says, like, sex playlist, and it's just the Cantina Band song, like, 40 <laughs> times in a row? <laughs> well, I, I remember when this song uh, released because, uh, you know, we were at fever pitch in 1999 as uh, the release date for Phantom Menace came out. And uh, I want to say it was about a month or so. It was a good click before the movie released. From the so- oh, yeah, the soundtrack. When they did, like, yeah, they did the soundtrack, but then they also uh, came out with a music video. And it was the first time you could see, like, new footage uh, f- from the, the film. You had to see uh, Charger yeah. Pinks in all of his I glory. Re- I remember seeing, oh, God, what was that movie? It was based on a uh, popular... PC game and it was the only one Wing of the, Commander. I saw Wing Commander, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and <laughs> to, to watch this Sorry trailer because it played the trailer. Yep. What? Do you guys remember also this? Oh, that's right. This uh, album, one of the song titles, like had a big spoiler in <laughs> of it. Of course. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was like, I was like, because as soon as I got it, I immediately like was just I would absorb any Star Wars anything, and so when it came out, I went to. I think it was Target, and I got the CD. I was like, "Oh, this looks great!" Oh, Darth Maul. Who's Darth Maul? That's great. And who is this character? The funeral Death of, of Qui Gon. Yeah, funeral Qui Gon. I'm like, wait, that's and in my head. I'm like, I've been on Ain't It Cool, and I'm like, I think that's. Yep. Oh, are you kidding me? So Why would like, they do that? How did yeah. that get? Knowing how many eyes have to and how many people have to approve that, it's it's incredible. Yeah. And and it's not like there's uh, you know new to twists with the Star Wars universe like their their whole original trilogy is based on like the huge twist that like killed everybody like everyone was just like mm-hmm. what I didn't see that coming and in such secrecy like we couldn't give certain actors scripts because we know that they would tell people like what's going on that's right and the fact that they yeah that they leaked that on yeah. the back of a CD come on bro push league <laughs> all right does it mean oh, next. Man. Yes. It's you. Yeah. Get to go, go next. It. All right. Well, this is perfect, Ben, because we're going from one uh, choral uh, John Williams track to coral. another <laughs> coral. <laughs> Get it playing over here because this one is a track from a Return of the Jedi, um, oh, and it. it's one that's not on the soundtrack. You gotta kind of hunt it down. I've had to hunt mm-hmm. this one down. Um, I don't know why because it's one of the most <gasps> effective pieces of music in any of the Star Wars. That's right. This is the big showdown with Luke Skywalker yes. and Darth Vader. The Emperor's been Sister. tempting him. And uh, yeah, he's in hiding. And the only thing that Darth Vader can use to draw him out is uh, the threat of his sister. But and so it was wise to hide her from This me. is like That's the right. Emperor's yes. theme. Yes. The, oh, and here we go. Yes, because... He's if you uh, will not turn toward the dark side. I'm getting so good. Why did I forget this? This is great. Will. Because it's so understated. Like, listen to it. There's mm-hmm. no percussion. It's just oh, that camera tracking as they're fighting under the steps. Coming. Up. Oh, yeah. As he's he's slowly becoming his father, and the the emperor's plan is winning. This is the first movie we saw in quarantine, like at a one of those drive-ins mm-hmm. that they popped up all over the time, oh, all over yeah. the place, and. 
Tara, I was just real funny. I'm like, I am going to talk during this whole thing, and it's not going to be like, did you? It'll be either like, did you know, blah, 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 like, or it's going to be go, there's squealing, like, like, like every right. time, so salacious crumb, <laughs> like you know, every time something happens. I was so excited to see it. I love this movie yeah. so much, but I can't believe I forgot about the Emperor's theme. Do you guys know Jabba's? Uh, Jabba's theme is a good one too. I know I didn't put on her, but it's like a tuba and a flute. It's so weird, but it's sort of the and the flute on the wolf. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. But anyway. All I can think of, whatever I hear Job is the first thing that comes to my mind isn't a soundtrack. It isn't his voice even. It's the uh, the moment in the, the documentary from Star Wars to Jedi where they're talking to the engineers that are inside of the Jabba suit and the guy with the tail <laughs> yes. who goes backwards and forwards. forwards. Backwards and forwards. <laughs> It's a weird thing to like. I say that about once a week. Do you really? In my personal life, yeah. Buckets and forwards, buckets and forwards. Your honeymoon. <laughs> There's like four people in there. Like one of them is a small person yeah. operating. Just a, they like they're like, well, we can't fit a regular sized person here. We need. And George Lucas is like, I have a solution. It's my solution for everything. Let's get a small actor and put him in, in the rest and he can just do like the left arm or something. It was so ridiculous. It's like those horse costumes, those horse Halloween costumes where somebody gets to be the front two legs in the head yeah, and somebody has to be the ass. Except somebody's got to be Jabba's tail. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, ever, you never hear stories though about anybody like passing out in those in those Star Wars costumes, yeah, you never hear those stories, Joe, because yeah. they've think, been buried. Because they died. Well, that's what I was about to ask. I was gonna be like, do you think like there was some some badness that happened on the sets for some of this stuff? I mean, horrible shit used to happen all the time on movie sets back in the day uh, before we had like regulations. Yeah, the Twilight and, uh, Zone. Somebody got oh my yeah, god beheaded by a helicopter. Yes, several people. Yeah, that's right. Children. Yeah. All right, we'll cut that part out. Let's bring in the Star Wars <laughs> May the Fourth Day. <laughs> just like that head. We'll cut it out. Well, I was just going to say, uh, you know what? Yeah, uh, there are a lot of beheadings also in the Star Wars universe. Right? <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's a light sword and it doesn't spurt blood. It's like, PG sounds good. Let's just cut everyone's head off. Do you remember, like, it cut off Jango Fett's head in the second one and everybody in the theater, when the kid picks it up, looks at it start laughing because we all expected yeah, to go, thud, <laughs> like to fall out. <laughs> Such hor- One of the many... Horrible decisions George Lucas yeah. has made during the filming of that movie. Okay, Ryan. So I, real quick, I have three left, but like we can skip the fifth one if we want to, if we want to like shorten it down. Um, that was basically me putting in something from Olga's Cantina, which I just wanted to get some theme park representation. If you got, there's a whole uh, Olga's Cantina record on on Spotify if you guys want to check that out. But the next one I have is mostly a shout out to Tara because she loves, hates the song because I play it all the time because I love it. And what it is, is it's called Seagulls Stop It Now. Do you guys know what this is at all? Yes. The bad lip reading song from Empire. Like you can skip forward probably about like 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's it's bad lip reading Yoda. I so I have a, a playlist that's like Ryan's happy songs that like if I'm in a bad mood or I need to do something and this is unironically on it because like <laughs> there's a part where it's like he's like once I saw a log and I rolled it over and there was a stick under that log and I said that log had a child like it's the funniest <laughs> weirdest thing I've ever heard and like yeah. I like we'll be it'll just pop on on my random list on Spotify when we're on road trips and I'm just like ooh ah. Ooh, 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 ah. And oh, Tara's yeah. like, at first she was like, what is this? Like, the first time she heard it, she was like, 
what am I listening to? What is happening? She had no context. I'm like, okay, well, now you I got to see it with the visuals. Yeah. yeah. So I encourage everyone to go look up the bad lip reading of Yoda. But once you have it, this song is available on Spotify. You could put it on any yeah. playlist you want. It's it's the bad lip reading, if you don't know, is just basically someone trying to come up with what someone's saying from a movie if the audio's cut out and then yeah. they'll recontextualize it into a different story and it works really well with Yoda because he doesn't have like fully functioning lips it's just you know like it's a it's a puppet yeah. so he they kind of made him do an entire song about how he hates seagulls and how <laughs> it's I'm, so funny I was unaware that this existed when we went to go see Rogue One uh, I don't know if you remember, Joel, we went as like a whole group yes. and everybody like, I do. you know, dressed up as like hipster characters from Star Wars and they played this before the movie and I, I couldn't breathe. I, I, <laughs> so... I literally was afraid I was going to die before the movie even started because <laughs> that was the first time you'd seen it. <laughs> yes. I hadn't wow. seen it before. I was like, what is this magic that's happening in front of me right now? Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> Just like that. And then I love he's like hitting... R2 to the beat and then R2 starts yeah, going like please stop like like just starts talking back to <laughs> it's so added a voice it's so good it's so good so my favorite is the uh, run 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 jump <laughs> wear me as a backpack while you run <laughs> she's doing the trick so funny those guys create like like really catchy tunes to just almost everything that they've done oh, yeah. like they, they did the, uh, the the one to uh, to the walking dead la bibba de dum <laughs> I um, think I've seen that one <laughs> That one's really good too, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I hadn't thought about this one. This is a good pick. Um, okay, so my next one is a a last minute substitution uh, because actually in this spot I had Miko's uh, Star Wars theme, and instead I uh, I went ahead and and grabbed something that was on my uh, my alternates, and it's not you know it's not not a long song, but to me. It it's really tough to be Star Wars without it, and I'm surprised that since Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, oh. why have they not used this for their films? And of course, I'm talking about the 20th Century Fox fanfare. we'll ever get to a point where they'll be able to use that because I and even though that's the same thing that opens up Die Hard <laughs> um, which I also think is awesome uh, do you like I, I kind of feel like it can't be Star Wars without that fanfare in, in fact when Ryan talked about going to see a movie with a, a live orchestra uh, we went and saw what well, was it the the Force Awakens maybe it was when Sarah and I saw the Force Awakens uh, Draft House brought in uh, a little small orchestra to do the fanfare uh, before the movie started. That's right. That's awesome. yeah. They did, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It was off-settling. Like, it feels like, again, the, the pizza video where you're like, something's not right here. But it yeah. was even more so in Rogue One where they don't even do the Star Wars, like, bam, they just go right into Rogue One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they stop right. doing the like stories, that. which I love Rogue One. I really like that movie a lot, but, like, it is kind of like, and I, again, we talked about like, it's cool when Star Wars does something completely different, but it is kind of like, yeah. I, it takes a while to get over and I do miss the, yeah. the them just going straight, the vroomp, like that, yeah. and the, like yeah. the thing that, I don't know, I like That it. one felt like lazy. I, that movie is not a perfect movie, but I really dug it a lot because Me it too. felt like a Star Wars RPG I've played before. 
when they yeah. did the Star Wars, the Clone Wars or whatever, uh, they, they put out a movie before the TV show uh, was released. And it was it was a little jarring because it didn't have the 20th Century Fox fanfare and it didn't have the the, the scroll, but it it kind of opened up. And now we know it. And we're, we're if, especially if you've watched the show, you're very familiar with it, the way that they open it up like it's, you know, propaganda films. Yeah. But it was really, mm -hmm. really off putting for me the first time I saw it where I was like, what? What is this? What? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that there's new Star Wars, but geez. It's it's the Star Wars theme, but it's like dun dun bum 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 bum. It's it's yeah. it's yeah. weirdly into something. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you'll remember, that was ranked number 18 in my top 19 Star Wars movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean near the bottom uh, or near the top? Then near the bottom. Near I didn't like. I, I can't get through the holiday special. I've tried so many times. I just pretty can't. bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not even Star Wars, it's, dude. It's, it's a that is a. Uh, that is definitely a test of of wills, uh, your fortitude. There's no, yeah, I fall asleep every time I've tried to do it. I think the only time I've been able to do it was um, just kind of like in that ironic way where you're up drinking and just making fun of it the whole time with your buddies. Yeah. But like every time I've tried to just like sincerely watch it and see what happens, it's just yeah, boring. I can't, I can't stick around for it. Like more than mm -hmm. just weird, it's just boring. Yeah, it, it is. It's super boring. No one put B. Arthur's song as in this list. That's oh, the highlight. God. Oh God! <laughs> or or Carrie Fisher, the Life Day song that she does to the Star Wars theme. Yeah, all coke. Is up. that what it was? Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and the in the, two, in the uh, key of cocaine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, come on. Or Percocets, Percocets. Rest in peace. <laughs> Well, yeah. All right, Joel, go for it. All right, here we go. I think ooh, I've got two more, which means we all, you guys have one more, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do my, uh, my my penultimate pick. This is following cue uh, from the way we started off this episode where uh, Ryan pulled a piece of music that was used in the trailers. His, of course, was for Force Awakens, right? Is that what it's for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is from uh, The Rise of Skywalker because uh, even though I don't like this movie, this was a great final trailer that got us excited. Uh, I remember when it came out, hearing this piece of music um, and thinking immediately, well, first of all, this is just the ultimate culminate or, or um, ultimate realization of the Star Wars theme. And also thinking, man, I sure hope this ends up in the movie. It did not, sadly, um, but uh, it's in the trailer to enjoy. And um, it just gives me the chills every time I listen to it. I'm going to give it a little bit because uh, the, the, the part that I like is about one minute in. So it's coming up here. There's a lot of preamble in these Star Wars songs. Yes, because mm -hmm. they got to build, build, build. Yeah, and you got to drop out mm -hmm. and then it's got to come back. Usually matching a yeah. scene. So. Of course. Yeah. Here we go. just like the the grandeur of it it's like yes this is the culmination of like 30 years of this theme that i've been hearing slow deliberate building <laughs> with that that i don't know, know what you call it because i don't speak music but that minor key change chord yeah. when they repeat the mm -hmm. refrain it's just it's beautiful i i do you get like i don't get the asmr tingles like with with you know the, the whole like 
like ASMR stuff. Oh, I just did. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Joe just came. But like, I literally have gotten those my whole life from mm-hmm. Star Wars scenes and movies. Yep. Like anytime I'm watching the movie in a quiet setting and he says, Luke, I am your father. It's like this whole body, like oh, yeah. weird, like almost pins and needles for a second. And I don't, I just realized, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody if that's what they, because like, oh, I got the chills. It's like, <laughs> oh, are yeah. you being serious? Like I legitimately get physical reactions from this thing. Yeah. I, de- I, de- I definitely hear you on that. I get the same thing uh in jedi where he talks about like he's like no i'm gonna save you and he's like you already have and it's like oh oh my god like this is that's that's special that's really nice hey you don't look like hayden christensen (laughs) (laughs) i do like the video where like he takes off vader's mask and he starts playing the harmonica harmonica. So See, for, for me, I always think of Chasing Amy, where the one character is like, they try to tell us that deep down we all want to be white. What's a newbie in? Don't you? It was the same thing for me, and it's so funny in my head, I never once went, oh, well, Luke's white, so his dad must be white. I just went, James Earl Jones is Mark Hamill's father. Why do we have a problem with this? <laughs> I don't yeah. This all makes sense. I also want to admit to you guys that I was way older than I think I want to say before I realized Chewbacca wasn't played by Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he wasn't seeing a lot of work after those movies. I don't know. Why. Yeah, yeah, it really got typecast. <laughs> that was just a guy. He was just a real hairy guy. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, all right. We are going to go once more around the horn. So Ryan, would kick it, us off on our last round. What's up? You want to go last? Would it be extremely rude if I asked to go last? You know, that's funny. Uh, so I am the one who knows who, what all the, what we all have. I feel like we could all go last. Uh, but okay. Ryan, I do think your yours makes sense, and then mine, and then Joe's. Okay. Whoever has the da 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 da, like that. That's well, me. That's I me. have the song right before that because there we go. Okay. Here we go. Then yes. No, I, I think this makes sense, and uh, hopefully you'll agree once you you hear all three of them. Okay. Here we go. I, okay. I think we should let the, quietly let this song get the reverence it deserves. <laughs> oh, we're all dancing. All right. Another song on my happy song playlist that I play if I need to pick me up of the day, and I'm not kidding. Of course. Oh. And they replaced it in the special editions, and it made me so mad. And it's actually hard to find the song in some places because, like, I think you have to look for a special version of the thing. Sing along, Joe. You know the song. Ichi Yub Nub. I don't know the whole words. <laughs> that was short. Dude. But it's the Ewok Celebration song. I love Ewoks. I... I just I grew up with this movie. I, I like I said I was three when I saw it, which I think was actually it did come back out in theaters. Uh, I was it's it's when my brain started deciding to start recording stuff. It's the earliest I can remember. My mm-hmm. mom had apparently said, "Why are you taking him to this movie? He's not going to remember it." My and my dad and took me, and I, my first thing I remember is my dad sitting next to me, and like quietly reading what Jabba the Hutt was saying because I couldn't read. <laughs> and I went home and I just. Like my mom was in the bathroom and I banged her like, well, Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight, he comes and he saves his friend there in Jaws Palace, but then he drops him in the rain corner, rain corner. And then like, she was like, cause she was like, he's not going to remember any of this. And I like could recite the movie to him. I watched this movie. We had two couches that came together like at a corner and I would pretend they were the two skiffs during Jabba's palace. And I put all yes. these, these pillows down and I do like flips. <laughs> you know, you, I think you've said before you do like wrestling shows. It was essentially wrestling shows, but I was just like, Oh no, Luke got me. And I jump into the, like the Sarlacc pit. I, I watch this movie over and over again. I love the Ewok so much. So I watch the two Ewok adventures on 
Betamax. I wore out the tape. Like you watch it's, it, I, when they put them on Disney Plus. I made Tara watch it because I'm a terrible husband. And she, I was like, this is really throwing me off. Much like the music. She goes, why? I'm like, there's supposed to be a McDonald's commercial here. Like, I don't, this is really, why aren't they playing the, the one where Ronald McDonald goes ice skating and picks up that kid who can't ice skate? Why aren't they doing yeah. that? Oh, I remember, I remember, that, I remember that commercial too. I'll tell you what, the greatest thing that ever happened in one of those Ewok movies was the second one when they killed off the brother. Oh, Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell Tara not to listen to this because I want that one to be a childhood trauma theater because I was like, aren't you enjoying it? The whole time I watched the first one, I'm like, what do you think of this family? She's like, well, the, the kid's annoying, but I'm glad she's back with her family. I'm like, I am too. Uh -oh. I can't wait to watch the next one where they murder the whole family in the first five minutes. So oh, man. What were they thinking? Yeah. yeah, they get merciless. That second one, they're like, let's go dark with it. <laughs> they were thinking they could pay everyone way less if their their highest person, <laughs> their number one person on the call sheet was was uh, Wolf of Brimley. And then everybody else was in monster makeup. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Joel, play that link that I just sent you. Mm, where did you send it to me? In, in Facebook? For, okay. for just now. Okay. Just now. <laughs> All right. Hold on one second. I got to copy and paste it. Oh, no. This is, this is for, our friend, our, for our friend Ryan. Yep, no. Oh, Jesus. Yep, nub. I told me to be chicken. Gnoop dog fling. Oh, I. I looked up the lyrics today and the fact that one of the words is gnoop, like G apostrophe N O O P. Yeah, this, I was like, oh my God. This video has subtitles. I just saw that too and had the same thought. Love it. Do we know a translation? Because usually they'll like, oh, this is what the Ewok yes. language is. It's freedom we got freedom something something it's a really bad song in english not that not it, it, in the original ewokies is really where you find the nuance to the the, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the nuance of the ewok I'm going freedom we got freedom what did you think ryan when this song was replaced by the the more orchestral uh, victory music in the special editions. I think the first time I saw it, like I remember really liking the special editions because I was just like new footage, woo! And then like I was kind of like, oh, like I remember the first time I think I was like, oh, because I think I literally was like gearing up, like here comes the Yub Nub song, <laughs> and it was like just like do do do, and it's a bad song. It's not good. Like what they 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 replace it with is just nothing. It's just you know a nothing burger. And like I was so excited, but then it was like they they did the supplemental like look what's happening on Bespin and look like you can hear Jar Jar Gar we so free like and I was like so excited. No, that was actually later they yeah, brought that in. Right. But yeah. like I think they showed like Coruscant toppling like all the extra stuff. Anytime there's new footage, I again was just devouring it. Mm -hmm. So I was excited to see that. I mean, if you want to go into like Jedi's the worst when it comes to special editions and and and, and yes. adding stuff because it, we went from. Lofty Neck, which was that weird... Such a cool tune. It was so weird, but it felt very in-world. And then the one they did, which first off is called Jedi Rocks, which I'm like, Ugh. what does this have to do with Jedi? And then it felt like Blues Brothers 2000 like had a scene in Jedi all of a sudden. It was like, <laughs> what's going on? It was bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. That was the only one I think I remember when it came out that I went, this is bad. Like it's uh, it, it is probably the most offensive. Like, <laughs> I think I th well, no, here's here's the thing I think the special edition for Empire I'm kind of okay mm -hmm. with because it's like they filled a lot of dead space 
that they had like in the background yeah, like cloud you could city. see like ships flying by in cloud city like i was like okay some of this makes sense some of this i didn't need but it wasn't as like egregious as like the really bad effect of han walking around jabba yeah. the hut in in star wars and a lot of the stuff that yeah like ryan's talking about that they added in return of the jedi uh yeah the, the special editions i look back on just like you when i watched it the first time i was like oh new stuff mm-hmm. this is special but then I was like, "Wait, but you're taking away the one that I love? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you? Why? Why can't they all just coexist? What's going on here?" Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, you were talking about. We need to talk about this later. The despecialized editions. Mm-hmm. I have some old DVD copies that, on like the second disc, is where they had yeah. the like laser disc versions or something. I have, I have the same thing, mm-hmm. and in fact, I burned it for Joel. Too. Yes. I was like, "Here you go, yeah. man. Here's the original theatrical version." Uh, yeah, I still keep those. But to be able to have it, yeah, in high def is like, okay, this is pretty cool. Um, all right, Joel, what what do you have? Well, I was conspicuously silent during that segment because that was my pick. <laughs> that last, the one that, just, that Ryan just shit all oh, over. No! Which I think is oh, hilarious. No. Yes, oh, that's right, no. the final track from the special edition version of Return of the Jedi. I was like, that's cool that he went and pulled it up all of a sudden. He listening to it. Like, I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, where this guy? He, what a producer. He pulled yeah, it up. Wow, he's really like... Oh, well, it was an easy find because it was next in my queue because I knew uh, you were going to end with uh, Yub Nub, and uh, I like it. Listen, Listen uh, Yub Nub will always have a special place in my heart. But uh, I, you know, when this came out in what 1997, 1998, I was I was grown up. You know, I could drink. I wasn't 21, but I could. I was drinking, and um, I I wanted something that felt a little more. You know, I don't know. Did we know at this point that we were going to have three more movies? Uh, I don't think they had quite announced. I think them. we always thought that we were going to have three more. Mm-hmm. There was always that rumor flying around that we were going to have more. Uh, but it still wasn't for sure at this point. Yeah. So uh, to me, that that replacing Yub Nub and and expanding the universe and showing some of these other I know one of them we hadn't seen before. So they were kind of doing some foreshadowing. Fine. It was mentioned a lot. So <laughs> hey, that uh, planet that we've mentioned in three movies but never seen, we're going to show it literally like the last segment. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I liked what they were going for. I liked seeing uh, you know how the whole universe was celebrating, uh, much like when Trump lost uh, re-election <laughs> and uh, they were ringing the bells in France. Hearing the somehow uh, Trump came back. The bells are dead. Speak like that's going to happen. We don't know how, but he came back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I liked what they did. I like. I appreciated that John Williams wrote something that was uh, um, uh, new to the Star mm-hmm. Wars universe. Um, and I don't know. It worked for me. It's stuck in my head all these years later. I will find myself uh, humming that tune. Um, I don't think it's nearly as bad as other people do, but I sounds like I'm in the minority here. I, I'm a freak. Like, I'm a weird Ewok freak, and, like, <laughs> you take away Yub-Nub, I'm a me- whatever you put in, I'm like, this is not nearly as good. Now, you know what? But also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add this. One of the, This is the part where everybody backpedals. No, no, no. I'm not backpedaling at all. <laughs> um, one of the things that I love about Yub-Nub and, like, one of those images that always stays with you, it's kind of like what Ryan was talking about before, like, where if it doesn't have the dialogue, like it doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't match up to what it is that he remembers. So it, it, it doesn't feel right for me. Yubnub and Billy D Williams as Lando Calrissian, just kind of doing his little like clap dance. <laughs> like <laughs> that's just, that just goes hand in hand. That is star Wars. Yeah. That's the way star Wars ends is Lando 
cool guy dancing clapping to yub nub you cannot cool guy clap dance to the victory tune at the well, end also chirp. imagine that lando like he has not seen any of these ewoks before he's <laughs> yes. been doing the whole death star thing he lands he's like han we did it and han's like hey meet my new friends he's like all right a bunch of bears okay like, he's just like oh, it's kind of cool i wonder if any of them are single like you know like i just <laughs> don't know what it, like how do you react to that <laughs> oh my god right are you positing that billy d williams fucked some ewoks at the I, why not <laughs> it's like it's like the picture at world war Two ending with the sailor kissing the nurse, only <laughs> Lando Lando kissing an Ewok woman on his knees with with an Ewok. Yeah, the same uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All that's right, hilarious. Uh, uh, go ahead and uh, and we'll just go ahead and do my last one here. Uh, I, I think it, this one kind of encapsulates the the emotional uh, weight of Star Wars for me, and you know the journey, the complete journey that we go on. Um, Joel, if you want to start this one, maybe halfway through the track instead, uh, because as much as I'm into like the hologram part, uh, where where Luke figures out that there's a, a secret message in R2D2, uh, what really gets me, and the song I think that drives all of us kind of through the saga, is the binary sunset. Uh, mm. piece of music as Luke looks off into the distance imagining like what what could be imagining his future and not knowing and us also with him not quite knowing nor could we predict the adventure that he's about to embark on and you know binary sunset just kind of gets all of that and the way that they bring that through the entire series we revisit it uh, several times and it's always at a point of like you know uh, of importance you know it's 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 i wouldn't say profound but it's impactful and yeah i I love this tune and uh and and what it represents i don't have anything to add that was really good (laughs) like i felt like that was like a nice like no you know what i love about um these star wars films and the and the soundtrack uh if you buy the cds if you read the liner notes they they all have different themes and and as i was kind of growing musically uh as a youth (laughs) <laughs> I was I was I was learning, you know, what uh, what lit motif is. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but you know, uh, having different themes where, where different uh, concepts or different characters or, or different locations can have their own theme. Uh, and so you start reading the CD tracks and like, oh, the, the the Leia and Han love theme. You start to recognize that Yoda's theme. Oh yeah, every time Yoda's on screen, you're hearing that that little theme. Joe mentioned it earlier in ET. It made a cameo. You hear his uh, his his theme, uh, and I, I believe this one just kind of becomes known as the Force theme, right? Throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the films, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was Binary Sunset in the first film that introduced it, but uh, yeah, um, at every major crux in uh, the Star Wars universe, um, you're going to hear this theme along with it, the Force guiding everything, right? I mean, you you hear it, you've heard it in like the trailers for the new Star Wars movies mm-hmm. where they kind of like intertwine it with like other stuff. I mean, it was in the prequels where you would hear like, like they yep. just kind of throw it in there and it's always like, ah, oh, like when you hear that, like you, you, you know it's a Star Wars movie, but I will say this, it's a Skywalker Star Wars movie. That's right. That is a Skywalker theme. And like, it, luckily, you don't hear that, you know, in, well, you did hear it at the end of season two of The Mandalorian when right. Luke Skywalker showed up. <laughs> yep. Which was, again, powerful. It's great. It's like, it's like that, that warm jacket, your favorite warm jacket. Yeah, that you blanket. Just, 
yeah, just wrap yourself up in. It's evocative because I listen to a lot, like when I'm working, I listen to a lot of um, movie music and scores. Mm. And I can't do that with Star Wars mm -hmm. because I immediately start going someplace in my <laughs> yeah, head that's up. not work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I love the Marvel movies, probably not as much as like super fanboys, but pretty, I like them a lot. Mm -hmm. But they, they don't even have like super, like they're, the Avengers theme and then like that's yeah, about it. A There's couple. a couple other things that are memorable. But like you associate this music with specific people, with specific scenes, with specific feelings. And like for us, it's that it's it's not only, you know, with, with our age group, it's not just, it's not, doesn't just stop it. Like I remember this from the movie. It's like, I remember where I was. Yep. I remember like what I felt. I remember, you know, like my dad's no longer here. Like that's going to be a memory. A memory I always have of him is, is, is I remember very distinctly him. His, his voice just. It, to be honest, knowing my dad, he was probably like, "Bring me her solo in the Wookie." Like at the top of his lungs, <laughs> never around us was like, "Be quiet." But like to me, I remember it being this very like him kind of leaning over and just being like, "I know you can't read this, so what he's saying is blah 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 blah." And like like that was Jabba's voice kind of to me for a little while. Mm -hmm. Was my dad's voice oh, like in, in any sort of subtitle. And like, I'll always have that. And that's a very specific thing with Star Wars. And I think that's why so many people love it. I am just interested to hear like, as my nephews are growing up, they're talking more about prequel stuff and Clone yeah. Wars and things, you know, th that they liked. And it's, you know, it's not always just Star Wars. Like so they have other movies and stuff. We did a, uh, a Princess Diaries episode with them with Chicken Little, which is a movie that I would have hated to have just done me and Tara. But I did it with my nephews and they were like, my dad used to watch it with me because my dad loves Bare Naked Ladies and there's a big Bare Naked Ladies song <laughs> in it and blah, blah, blah. And they would tell these things. And the, I remember thinking like, this is, feels like Star Wars to me. Like I'm mm -hmm. not at all comparing Chicken Little to Star Wars, <laughs> but just like those feelings of like, it's cinema. It's 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 those experiences and, and things that meant something to us at such a young age. And this music is so good at at, at reawakening those memories. Yep. It's 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 powerful. And I'm sure, like you Absolutely. said, we could have Tara in here to talk about how the brain works and how mm -hmm. all that how it's grabbing that stuff and those sorts of things. But I think I think music is just a powerful thing, and this is great music. Yeah. What the hell? Why didn't we have her on instead? I know <laughs> it would have been such a much better episode. Like. It's 50% less Ewoks. Um, <laughs> no, this is good. This was fun. I'm glad that you took the time to do this with us. Uh, I, I love going through the, uh, the just the, the rabbit hole of these songs. Mm -hmm. I love how much overlap we have. Uh, and I'm sure Joel had a whole lot of adjusting he had to do as well on his end, <laughs> uh, having seen both <laughs> our lists before we got started. Uh, so this was, man, this was, this was a joy. Uh, really, it's really fun. Speaking of uh, Pixie, any of you have any uh, honorable mentions? I got a couple that didn't make the cut. Uh, I have one or two yeah. that I could probably throw in. But uh, yeah, go ahead and, and, and give us what you got. Well, you know, I, I pulled one from Phantom Menace. Uh, I will also pull one from Attack of the Clones. I, I do love that love theme uh, between Across uh, the Stars. Across the Stars. Uh, that that one is, is endured and is beautiful in, in its own. Um, yeah fan of that one and if only it was attached to a more believable romance oh my gosh well, yeah. i know but that's what it, it almost it's it's doing a lot of the heavy lifting there it does the heavy <laughs> so lifting much yeah. heavy exactly uh, and then they go ahead and diffuse it with you know anakin surfing on some like poop 
beast thing. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> what is it? Like a space <laughs> the, cow. He's like, I'm going to ride the space cow. Star Wars has a weird history of testicle looking monsters, like <laughs> yeah. the Ragnar and Force Awakens, the weird. That's true. Cow that looks like a nut in that movie. <laughs> That's it's right. very bizarre. <laughs> I um I'm a huge fan of I know a lot of people love the Cantina band theme mm-hmm. and it's it's a great song. Mm-hmm. I like Cantina band too. <laughs> I like their sophomore effort. <laughs> <laughs> their, their second album was much better than the first album. When we come back to the Cantina, the I love that. For yeah. some, like I, I really dig that tune, and that's I don't think one. it gets its due. That's a great point. Yeah, yep, I agree. I had Across the Stars on my list as well. I feel like mm-hmm. you guys covered most of mine. I will say I did try to look up the soundtrack to uh, Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure, and even that, I was like, <laughs> I can't put this on this where you draw the line. Yeah, I was like no thank you I <laughs> will say I think the Star Tours stuff that you can find on Spotify is pretty cool it's also like the original Star Tours one really sounds like welcome to Star like, it's like Bleh. it's like real sweeping it doesn't really sound super yeah. Star Warsy, but it really does take me to mm. the ride waiting line where it's like do 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 and it's like welcome to Star Tours uh, Industries <laughs> on your left you'll see blah 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 right. which I again that's, that's awesome. another one where you were supposed to go to the forest moon of Indoor on that tour so I always would yell at Rex like I could have seen Ewoks and you ruined this for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh that's great. So Ryan, are you going to book a, a the Star the Galactic Star Cruiser? Are you going to do that? My mm, oh my god. So we weirdly promised my nephews we would take them <laughs> um, because they did a big family vacation to Disney at, before my oldest nephew went off to college because like my sister's like this will probably be the last time we get a full family vacation mm-hmm. like it just doesn't happen after one of them goes to college typically yeah um and they were like trying to figure out if they wanted to do both and it, like my sister and my brother-in-law were just like this is going to be wasted on us like it's cool like they both like star wars but they're like my sister's like i don't want to do any of those things and i don't want to <laughs> sit in a room with no windows and like <laughs> All right. on the other hand we've got tara who is like has planned out apparently you can pick like i'm going to do like rebel not rebel it's whatever they're called now the resistance or first order missions or she goes what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do a bunch of first order missions and then the reveal at the end is i will say ha 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 i was a rebel spy the whole time Ah. and i'm like i don't think that's gonna work i don't know that the (laughs) gameplay is really like she had this whole like tara goes from like "Eh, i don't really like rpg things to like if we go to ren fair she's like this is my name of my character and this is their backstory and i'm like what is happening you do like so like she really wants to do it so that my sister was like will you promise if you and tara go you'll i'll pay for them and the four of you can go and i was like sure but like one of them is 19 so i wonder if he's going to get to the point where like hey do you and your brother want to hang out with your aunt and your uncle for like a weekend and like (laughs) star wars hotel so we'll see what happens he might be like yeah dude but i don't know we'll find out so i I might do it sometime did you book a trip we're still working on booking it that's what i'm saying like let me know when you do because if we could make that like if we, if we can make that intersect at all, that would be awesome. Oh, my God. I took one look at the uh, cost for a, a single it's night a there, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That, I don't think that's for me. I'll send you the podcast. There's a podcast that Tara listens to with a theme park uh, journalist who she's, like, obsessed with called Fairly Amusing or Very Amusing. And she does a breakdown of, like, yes, this is how much it costs. Here's exactly what you're getting 
Like, mm-hmm. it's like, here's what the food would cost if you wanted something similar. This is like, yes, you're getting good food. So if you wanted to eat cheap stuff in the park, yeah, it would cost less, but you, you're you getting this. And yeah. I think that sold both of us. We listened to that on a, a trip because oh. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm doing this. And I'm like, maybe there is a world where I do this. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> we'll see what my next bonus is like. So Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Not all of us uh, got hit by cars, Joe. <laughs> I know, right? We're gonna have huge insurance checks coming. I imagine up. you limping out of a car, being like, "I'm going to Star Wars." <laughs> it's like a corporate vehicle that helped me get out of debt. Um, all right, so uh, we've we've gone ahead and we've wrapped that up, guys. If you've got any thoughts about Star Wars music, if by chance there is some piece of Star Wars music that we haven't touched mm-hmm. on that you're like, "No, idiots, you forgot this one," uh, go ahead and let us know. Uh, find us online on social media, low res, high def. And, uh, and, you know, shoot us a message there. Guys, before we wrap it up, I want to know what you're looking forward to coming up. Well, what I'm looking forward to is the, uh, the topic of next week's podcast. So I'll, uh, I'll save that for the end. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and go then. I'm looking forward to uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Ooh, 3. That's right. Uh, that should be out the same weekend that this drops. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I love, you know, I love James Gunn. I love, I think, everything that that guy has done. Um, I know that there's been a, a little bit of a drop off with Peter Quill, thanks to his actions in Infinity War. Uh, but I've, I've recently read that like James Gunn, like did not sign off on that. He's like, no, I didn't, I didn't like that. Uh, I'm, I'm so, uh, so thrilled to see him return to the MCU, even for just a short amount of time, uh, to give us this, what I'm assuming is the final chapter, uh, for the guardians of the galaxy. Getting good reviews. Mm. Uh, I am behind everyone, and we haven't finished season three of Mandalorian yet. So that's what we're watching. (laughs) We were getting through Deadwood, which was excellent. But we're, yeah. uh, you know, like I said earlier, I love that show. I think that it's, it's you know, I, I, it's not perfect television, but God, is it cool visually and what they do. And mm-hmm. I just, uh, the way they do all the different Mandalorian armors and all their stuff, like I'm super into, like whether or not it's 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 really engaging or whatever. I've read some people were not super happy with this season. I really like it so far. I'm also, you know, I, I wait till these things come out so then I, don't get nearly as like built up so we're watching that we're going through that i'm enjoying that a lot uh bo katan is great i'm really into a lot mm-hmm. of stuff so i'm I, I while it's something that the rest of the world it's it has already <laughs> been excited for i'm excited to finish that soon i was also gonna say guardians 3 guardians 3 does look great yeah <laughs> uh what's funny is i saw somebody online was talking about they were, they were complaining about the season of the mandalorian and they're like oh so i guess the season's just gonna be about bo katan and i'm like did you not just enjoy a lot of mandalorian in the boba fett show yeah like he kind of he kind of took over there's like three episodes that are just dedicated to him so it's cool if we spread the love a little bit what do you got joel I'm way behind on that too. I need to catch up with that. I'm I'm undecided was whether I should because uh, I I too read uh, lukewarm reviews of uh, season I, three and I like it. I don't know, man. A lot of this I think it's great. A lot of the Star Wars offerings. I, I'm I feel like I'm pot committed, so I kind of have to finish it out. Um, I'm I'm sure it'll be entertaining, but yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of uh, Katie Sackoff. Oh, no, all right. I'm sorry of that character <laughs> and uh, what she's being directed to do. No, Katie Sackoff is a national treasure. Okay, I have to say that. <laughs> Did you hear the story where she was talking to Grogu off stage? She's like, I'm, I'm talking to it. She's like, I just, you know, alone in a scene and everybody was setting it up. And she was like, you know, you always look so happy. Uh, what's your mean face? And she didn't realize like the puppeteers were still hooked in. And so all of a sudden Grogu just goes, 
and like makes like a face oh at her, God. and she like went back, <laughs> like, like Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, like she was like, "What the heck?" Like she didn't realize they were still listening. She just was That's talking amazing. to it. It's kind of dumb. But yeah. Amazing. All right, Joel. What do you, what do you got? But what I am excited about is uh, <laughs> a little game that has been uh, oof, five years in the making, and finally we're coming up on the release of. Uh, the sequel to what may be my favorite, just just favorite video game, like Hello Kitty Racing. <laughs> that's that's right, Joe nails it. You know me so well. Uh, no, we always talk about you know if we were on a uh, uh, deserted island, you could only take one game with you or one system. It probably have to be Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, just because of how expansive it is and how fun that game is to play. You know, say what you will about Nintendo games. Uh, no, they're not first party. This isn't from software. You're not you know realistic effects or you know adult content. Um, but they make games that are fun to play. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of, even some of my favorite AAA games, uh, no offense, hopefully to <laughs> Ryan Deer. <laughs> Sorry, um, don't worry. Even a lot of those, they're great stories. They're great cinematic experiences. A lot of them are, are, are um, have other things to offer besides the gameplay itself, which maybe, you know, isn't, sometimes the gameplay is there to just get you to the next level to get you through the story that the developers want to tell, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes the, uh, the 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 actual controls uh, take take a backseat, but not with Legend of Zelda, and hopefully not with uh, the forthcoming sequel, Tears of the Kingdom, which I have been watching. Uh, you know, YouTube videos, the reviews are not quite out yet, but we're seeing new footage, we're hearing firsthand from people who've played it, uh, and I I am at peak uh, excitement for this. For this game from six to midnight <laughs> uh, yeah but anyway so I'm, I'm so excited about that uh and i know you guys are too um that we're going to be doing a whole episode uh talking about legend of zelda uh we, we did it before uh last year on our 16-bit gladiators podcast you can you can still subscribe to and listen to there this is going to be a, a little bit of a follow-up there we kind of went through all of the mainline zelda games and kind of talked about them each one i don't think we're going to do that this time and we're going to have uh hopefully some returning guests talking about um their experience experiences uh, with li- specifically Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and what our hopes and dreams are uh, and predictions are for uh, this new sequel. Very cool. Can I offer a suggestion? Sure. Can You You guys should fan cast if they make a movie like they did for Mario yes. now. That's since that, that should be something you do. There you go. We're going to do it. Go around the horn and fan cast that one. So. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> I, I, I think they should do what they did back in the 80s cartoon where he goes, excuse me. <laughs> you I, I did that to Tara the other day, and then I had to explain what I was doing. Oh, it was no. another one of those situations where I was like halfway through, and I'm like, this was not no, worth it. Like, no. what's? I wish I could take back time. <laughs> Andy Dick is the voice of Link. There's my What's request. Who? Andy Dick. Andy Dick. Andy Dick. <laughs> Doing that. Excuse me. Ladies, grab your vegetables. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. And uh, next time we talk to you, we'll be talking some Legend of Zelda. Uh, so make sure you uh, you don your your sexy Gerudo outfits. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have we have this thing going on, Ryan, where I'm just like I'm 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 totally thirsty for Gerudo Link. It, it is what Gerudo it is. Link? Okay, so Gerudo Link in Breath of the Wild. Have you played this game, Ryan? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a no. Oh no, I get it. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I can see this. There we go. All right, guys. Well, I got it. Didn't take much convincing. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. We have been Low Res High Def. I'm Joe. That's Joel. That's Ryan. And uh, we'll catch you next time. May the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs> Yub nub. <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.